Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Do it. <laughs> Gil forgot his pen that normally you guys can't see because it's below here. But Gil is an insane person and he likes to have a pen on his person at all times, not necessarily to write with, but to click and also to spin in his first three First three fingers. So the con- he's constantly you so his hand is doing this constantly and you guys can't see it. So with without that he might be well there's a pen go go ahead get it i'll i'll cover okay so uh yes while gil gets his brain off the (laughs) gil gets his seat look show him what you do yeah there you go sometime as a kid he learned that which is like big deal and thought it was really cool and now he just can't not do it clearly we're not on the debate team in high school yeah exactly that's that sounds about right i was not on the debate team this is my debate team i win I don't think so. So uh, let's talk about today's episode. Uh, we are going to be talking about our favorite ultraviolet media. And Do we want to set up the new paradigm? Oh, yeah, I guess we should. Okay, pre-flight? so rewind. So we finished talking about the 50, our, you know, our 100 greatest anime films of all time. And luckily, uh, in the interim during which we've been doing this show, uh, Paste also released a 100 greatest and uh, 50 greatest anime series of all time list that I contributed to not as much as I did to the uh, movie list um, and a bunch of other great writers who are anime experts. Uh, we all voted together and came up with this imperfect, but still I think a very solid list. Um, so we are now going to be going through all of those until we figure out a better idea. And so the show format will now be, we'll be talking about one of those 50 greatest anime series. And then we will use that series to springboard onto a topic of the day. Sound right? Yes. One flip for yes, one flip for no, two flips for no. Yeah. Okay. I can't really, I can't catch it and flip it. Yeah. Um, so the first number 50 on that list is the series Berserk. This refers to the 1990s Berserk. There's a current Berserk series out right now. There's also been a bunch of Berserk movies. Uh, and there's, of course, a Berserk manga that it's all based on. But we're, we are talking about the 26-episode Berserk series from the 90s. So, Berserk 
started as a manga, I think, in the early 90s. I think it's 80s. Late 80s. And uh, it's actually still going. The guy who writes it. Yeah, Kentaro Miura. He takes long breaks. Like, he'll just not do it for a few years and then come back and have a bunch ready. Um, So it's actually still going now. Um, But it was very popular in the 80s and 90s, for sure. It was definitely one of the most violent um, manga that anyone's ever done. (laughs) He's trying to rival... George R. R. Martin for a creator who won't finish the series before they die. But likes violence. Yeah. yeah. So much also like Game of Thrones, uh, this show, Berserk, sort of takes place in a medieval fantasy world where there are demons and creatures, uh, but the level of technology everyone's operating at is swords and armor and stuff like that. So it is very much, if Record of Lodos War was the Lord of the Rings of anime in the 90s, Berserk was the Game of Thrones, where it was there was more sex, there was more, way more violence, it was more in political intrigue, and it was more about um, these characters fighting each other than necessarily fighting dragons or fantasy creatures, although there were fantasy right. creatures. So, uh, Berserk is the story of a soldier of fortune named Guts. Which is a good name. It's a good name, yeah, and he's got a lot of guts. And he, uh, basically, we start the series with him killing a giant monster, and then he does the... Yeah, the first episode is, like, way in the future. It's it's really strange, because it's... It's, like, far in the future. Yeah, like, 50 years. And he's, like, kills a monster, and then is, like, remember? And then you go back, and (laughs) And the whole whole entire series series is a flashback. So it it comes back to that scene from the beginning at the last episode. Um, So we learn the story of how Guts joined with the Band of the Hawk who are a group of mercenaries that he ends up joining up with. And most of the show revolves around his relationship with Griffith, who is the leader of this band, and his second-in-command, Casca, who is a woman, and Casca and Guts fall in love over the course of the series. She, of course, hates him at first, blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. Um, But most of the show revolves around their relationships and the tragedy that befalls them by the end. And this never-ending hundred years war. Yeah, there's a war going on, so there's literally always battles. Every episode has tons and tons of battles. Guts carries a gigantic sword uh, that's like the size of a two-by-four that he kills everyone with. There are fountains and geysers of blood everywhere. It's probably... I don't know if it's the most violent anime I've ever seen, but it's easily one of them. Yeah. It's like one, one of the most... It's in that bucket of blood, <laughs> yeah. for sure. And in the 90s, when um, we were working on Toonami, I remember people being like, why don't you show Berserk on Toonami? And I'd be for like, are you out of your fucking after mind? school kids. Yeah, like, too, way too much blood. We would have to edit the whole show out of itself. Like, it's just confetti instead yeah. of materials. So, um... We could never show that, but I did watch it at the time and hadn't watched it for many years. I did a little refresh for the show, but I loved it back then. I just was like, there's no way that could go on television right. without being completely and chopped to death. Even still. Yeah, and even still, it's it's a level of violence that I think if you're the type of person who finds violence in media upsetting or troubling, this is the type of show you would use as the example of yeah. why are people into things like that. Um for me, I love violence, so I was completely enthralled. But I, I understand that if you don't like blood, this is definitely not a show that you would 
kind of want to check out. Also, by the way, if you don't like blood or violence, you should not watch this episode of Preflight because we're about to be showing you a lot of gory shit. That's just, a fair heads up. Just disclaimer. Um, for me, it's the greatest shit in the world, but I understand people don't like it. Um, my wife doesn't like it. Um, sorry, I'm going to itch. Uh, so, Berserk, uh, Berserk um, went for 26 episodes. It was a big hit. Made it over to the U.S., dubbed, was on home video pretty much everywhere. And the and, dub is good. The, yeah, that's a solid dub. Uh, and it's one of those forbidden fruit anime that kids would go to Blockbuster and rent and, like, watch, you know. Oh, man. Yeah. There's also, because it was made in the 80s, there are some troubling, there's a troubling amount of rape. But I think it's more like the Game of Thrones type of thing where this world is so harsh and horrible, rape happens. There's not fan service necessarily, but to the degree that you might find rape triggering, this show would also be that. Uh, it's very much in the vein of 80s anime where that happened right. more. Um, thankfully, that doesn't happen as much anymore. But it's it's always it's usually, in fairness, presented as a story thing. And it usually is a major event. It's not like um, like lascivious or lavicious. Or I don't know how you, which which pronunciation is right. Lascivious, lascivious. Um, but the anyway, you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So let's. Uh, why don't we watch the original trailer for the this berserk anime that was released back in the day. So very black metal. Yeah. Um, that shows a lot of the ending of the show. So the ending of the show was very controversial at the time because basically they ran out of money and they ended on a final episode of like the climactic moment in the manga, which in the manga is only almost the beginning of the yeah, it's real like the story. Prologue. Yeah. Um, 
And the series just ends with that on a cliffhanger and then goes back to him being like, yeah, that was crazy times. That was pretty fucked up. But basically the show ends with Griffith turning against Guts and through a series of events, Griffith is a broken man and he is offered a deal by these otherworldly beings to become immortal. But to do so, he has to sacrifice his whole team. And so he turns on Guts and Casca, who have been his closest confidants, and he rapes Casca in front of in front of Guts, and they were in love. And also, we find out that Guts was raped as a child, so he has a total. So it's totally traumatic for him, and traumatic obviously for Casca. Her mind breaks because her best friend Griffith turned against her and did this horrible thing, and. Guts gets his eye put out and one of his arms ripped off. And then another of these otherworldly creatures help them escape, help Casca and Guts escape, and Griffith becomes immortal. So then the rest of the series of the manga is Guts hunting down the places show. Griffith had been, uh, and he has a gun put in his arm. <laughs> so it gets even more violent. Uh, and Casca ends up convalescing somewhere and basically being taken out of the story because she's lost her mind and then she comes back to herself and ends up going with guts again um so a very 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 dark story um and a very gory one too but the show was really well made really well animated until they ran out of money and the arc is it's called the golden age the arc is considered the most interesting arc of the show just showing how these three characters bonded and where it went wrong. And it is a very character-based show in a really cool way. The story is not kind of very convoluted. It's not very important, actually. It's really just more about the interactions of these Yeah, it's a war characters. background yeah. as a character study. But it's cool. Um, so now let's look at some of the gory, terrific violence in the show with a montage of Guts eviscerating people. Enjoy. Guts.
So anyway, you get the idea. A lot of people <laughs> Lots of killing. Um, the, the, rest, the, the, the bad guys are pretty inept in the show. It's really more about Guts' prowess as a swordsman. It's just, I don't know that's necessarily fair. It's really that Guts is so that good, is. he just makes it look easy. Sure. Um, so, I mean, by today's standards, that violence isn't that crazy, but back then it was nuts. Um, and it is bananas that um, OLM animated that series that they do, <laughs> Pokemon and Yokai yeah. Watch, yeah. two of the yeah. most grisly animes <laughs> of all time. Um, yeah, they hit the gold mine, and now that's what they do. Um, so, yeah, Berserk, one of the top 50 anime of all time. That arc is terrific. The ending, definitely a weird cliffhanger that made a lot of people mad, but a lot of people thought it was cool just because it is the darkest ending humanly possible. Yeah. Um, and not where you thought the show would go. So uh, there's also a new series that uses a lot of CGI. People don't like it as much as this original series, but um, it's still going and uh, it's worth checking out. So... Check out the old Berserk. Check out the new Berserk. Read the manga. It's pretty great. It's All still It's still going, and it's popular enough that you can pretty much get it anywhere. So, um, Berserk, number 50. 49 so, more to go. For That leads us to our topic of the day, which is, what's your favorite ultra-violent TV show or movie? Um, because we considered Berserk ultra-violent. Yeah. Not disparaging yourself. No. Very violent. Positively so. Yeah. So uh, I'll go first. Um, so one of my more recent favorite ultra-violent films is a, it was released on Netflix. It was one of my favorite movies of last year. It's by one of the guys who did The Raid um, and The Raid 2. Um, and it is incredibly well choreographed and just a really amazing uh, action movie. Uh, Indonesian action movie and it's called The Night Comes for Us uh, and I guess it did well enough that there will be uh, he has a trilogy in mind the director so hopefully I'll get to see three of these um, but it is a terrific movie about a guy who basically gets caught into the life of a, being a triad and he becomes one of what they call the seven C's who are um, the the king triads of, the, of this area who control all crime uh, and he is at a village killing a bunch of people randomly for work like you do and uh, a he sees a little girl and for whatever reason he can't execute her and he decides he's had enough and it's not going to fix all the bad stuff he's done but he's going to save this little girl no matter what even if it brings down the whole organization and so they start sending wave after wave of people after him he goes back home to be with his friends who have sort of fallen on hard times and they agree to help him and one of his old friends gets pitted against him so it's a pretty good gang sort of warfare movie with some incredibly well choreographed action and some intense violence so this is one scene where he this is sort of getting near the climax of the movie where our main character arrives at this warehouse basically he's got to kill all these henchmen to draw out the main guy like you do um, so he just walks pretty much unarmed into a warehouse full of like a hundred guys to kill them all so here's how he does it
That's how you kill 30 guys. I mean, there really was the one shotgun guy's fault. Like, where was he <laughs> leading up to it? And then how does he fuck Why did he have to go? Ah! Um, so, yeah, the night comes for us. If you're into... Um, People getting hit in the mouth with a pool ball. Action movies. You should check it out. Uh, next up is another hilariously ultra-violent film. And that is 2008's Rambo, which is the fourth film in the... <laughs> Adventures of John Rambo, hero, Vietnam veteran, and all-around ass-whipper. Um, played, of course, inimitably by Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Rambo was originally going to be... Apparently, this movie was originally going to be Rambo hunting like the Chupacabra, like which I think is equally awesome and hilarious. But instead, this is... But they did that Mike Tyson Mysteries episode. <laughs> yeah, this it. is like Rambo in, in, I think, Thailand or... Um, he's in a he's in a, a country that's having a lot of strife and war. He's a boatman who sort of transports people, and a journalist comes to him and asks for his help in um, getting somebody that's been captured out of this area where this violent gang basically completely controls the zone of paramilitary group. So this is the ending of the film where Rambo determines at all costs he's going to get get her out, <laughs> and this By is so. Costs. 
over the top violent. This is fucking ridiculous. But also, it made me laugh so hard the first time I watched it. I probably watched this scene three times in a row the very first time I rented the movie because I just was laughing at how pointlessly over the top the violence was. And I was very much a fan. So let's watch Rambo kick some ass as Rambo does. What do we do? Nothing we can do. So good. I just like that it starts off with there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. (gasps) Don't show, 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 show. I just like how he shoots the driver. Yeah. Yeah, Point blank, like. (laughs) It's so so stupid. Uh, Pretty great. Uh, Full disclosure I have a Rambo action figure because they actually, at one point, kids, they made action figures for children of that guy who just killed everybody. That's America for you. Um, These were an interesting time. And finally is, of course, uh, a classic uh, ultraviolent film, and that is, of course, Ichi the Killer. Um, I mean, what more needs to be said about Ichi the Killer? It is a really amazing um, Japanese action film starring the titular Ichi, Ichi, 
and this guy who is hunting Ichi, uh, who loves pain and so mutilates himself all the time. So between him loving pain and Ichi being a psycho, it's a pretty... Recipe for... Yeah. So this is the, I believe, trailer for the remastered version of the movie uh, that was released a couple years back. So yeah, uh, it's Takashi Miike who has done a ton of great samurai films, gangster movies. He's actually done everything. He, he's a very prolific director. He's been working in Japan for years. He does an average of five movies a year. He's done musicals. He does everything. Uh, but he's amazing. And uh, Ichi the Killer is one of his best. Um, and then finally, a little bonus. Uh, because I can't in good conscience say it's a good movie. But... <laughs> Uh, this is one of my favorite ultra-violent pieces of entertainment because the violence isn't really realistic at all. Like, it's so low-budget and poorly done that it looks ridiculous. But it is hilarious, uh, and it's become sort of a cult classic, and that is Ricky O, the story of Ricky. Uh, and this is based on a manga and was turned into a movie in, I believe, the early 90s or late 80s, and it is so... It's just a bad movie with really bad effects but the violence is so over the top that like you just can't even believe it until you see it so i believe this is a collection of scenes from ricky o just so you can see just how fucking ridiculous this movie is here you go
Pretty stupidly I think it's pretty <laughs> <over> the top. <laughs> so those are some of my favorite uh, ultraviolet movies. Well chosen. Yeah. Uh, first for me is 2015 Green Room by Jeremy Solnier, uh, who did the Hold the Dark on Netflix that came out to a resounding <laughs> reviews. Um, I liked it. But uh, did you watch it? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was. I liked it. I thought it was better than me. Although most people did give it that review. Yeah, but that. The scene with there's the, some cool moments, some good shit in that movie, but I like Green Room better. Yeah, I think Green Room is better. Um, Anton, one of Anton Yelchin's last movies, I guess yeah. the last one that came out while he was alive, still alive yeah. before his tragic death. Um, this is about a punk band, the Eight Rights, that are playing a what turns out to be skinhead club. Um, and they are in the green room of this club. Neo-Nazi club, not and, just skinhead. And they find... There's no skinhead Nazis. Skinhead Nazis. There's non, they're yeah. both yeah. non-Nazi skinheads and non-skinhead Nazis. Man. <laughs> it's going deep today. <laughs> That's not really that deep. That's pretty well known. Yeah. Anyway, I was just making sure we were all clear because I didn't want anyone who's More. skinhead, not a Nazi, to think. Correct. You know. Apologies. Nazi skinhead bar. Who have some who aren't skinheads, like Patrick Stewart, who's the head. He's just bald. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he passes. Well, he is. A he passes as a skinhead, technically, but he's not. Yeah, he's not. He's just bald. Um, a bunch of bad shit goes down. Let's check out uh, all four minutes or so. <laughs> this is a four-minute montage of, of all the worst, the, horrible, all the horrible, shit. super. Wait, we set it up though. The band. So the band goes there. And they don't know that it's they a don't know it's a neo Nazi bar. bar. So they play so a they play the show and Nazi, they play Nazi punks fuck off. Yeah, and they make and everybody they, mad. They rile everybody up. So then they're trying to leave. And they're in the green one of the room. band members sees a, a young woman who's been murdered, yeah. and they try to leave and are sort of held trapped hostage. there. They call the cops. Then one of the neo Nazis stabs another one purposely, so that when the cops show up, they're like, "Oh, it was just us fucking around. Sorry, take these guys away." And so. There's a meth lab in the basement of this neo-Nazi bar, and they're trying to sort of fight their way out of the building. It's basically a siege film. The Nazis coming to hold them in and them trying desperately to get out. Um, And it's some painful moments occur, and this is a collection of painful moments. Holy shit. Who are we to save, Archie? Come on, man. What are you doing? Okay, okay! 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 Okay!
Actually, the whole movie in four minutes, really. <laughs> but um, yeah, Jeremy Solnier or Solnier, I'm not sure how you say it. Also, um, is doing this season of True Detective, uh, which has been very good so far. Yeah, I'm excited to see how it wraps up. <coughs> um, next for me is Ash vs. Evil Dead, the three season now canceled uh, continuation of the story of Evil Dead. Ash is going to grab me. Um, just close his hand um there was a letter writing campaign digital style uh to try to get this show unrecanceled. um but it's bruce campbell has said he's officially retired from playing ash and that it was a nice run but 
there's he's moving on. I find myself watching Ash vs. Evil Dead in public settings a lot, like on airplanes. <laughs> on planes, or and it's or like one of the most violent shows seen on television. So many different times people have been sitting next to me to look over, and it's just some insane blood splatter, and it always brings me joy to my heart. So this is another compilation of hilarious and brutal scenes from uh, uh, various seasons of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Kill killers. actually all just from season one so there's two more seasons of hilarious it goes, it goes violence even farther than that yeah from there um and last for me is uh, a movie from days gone by and that's guinea pig flowers of flesh and blood uh one of the i believe six guinea pig movies uh from the 80s and 90s uh by hideshi hino the manga artist and also director um the U.S. sort of claim to fame of this movie is somehow Charlie Sheen got a hold of it and thought it was a real snuff film, and this was in 91, so he would have been just coming off... Max cocaine. Hot shots, so people were taking him seriously at the time. Um, So the FBI started an investigation, and they found out that uh, the same type of thing had happened in Japan, and the Japanese police had already questioned everybody because these movies at the time seemed so realistic that they thought... There was no way that uh, they couldn't be real, and they were. This movie was also found in um, the Japanese serial killer uh, Tsutomu Miyazaki's collection of like nine thousand videotapes, and there was some level of question as to whether or not 
this movie was inspired by him or he was inspired by the movie, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's not a lot of footage of this movie, um, but you can find the trailers that we'll show in a second. And the basic plot such that it is of this movie is there's a guy who dresses as a samurai and is a serial killer and dismembers his victims and collects the pieces. And they show you that here in this trailer. So let's check it out. Looking forward to it. Hey, so we were just talking right, right. about. We were talking, watching this clip. We were talking about uh, artful stuff, by the way. Yeah, we were talking about. Uh, this is pre-internet, like the faces of death. Were, yeah, were this is true grindhouse. So, yeah. um, we were talking about the difference between ultra violence and gore, because I think some of our clips kind of crossed over more into gore than ultra violence. But it's obviously, yeah, that's a very blurry line. But uh, have you seen we, the we, movie, or did you just see the trailer? You know, I saw it. Um, Back when, because it was like forbidden video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Saw it in college. That kind of stuff is actually harder to find now because there's no video store, so there's no. Yeah, and there's so much more fucked up shit than that (laughs) in the world. Yeah, on the internet. Um, Who's that gentleman? Uh, That's his uh, like assistant. Yeah, his friend. I've never seen. There's uh, guinea, I think any there's, of the guinea pig uh, series. I think there's six of them. Um, Have to get on it and. uh, I mean that you would see that and be like, well, obviously there's no way they could make that without it being real. It just, <laughs> just speaks just to the that, level of yeah, the, the level. Well, the level of yeah, like an, that an FBI agent would look at that scene. I don't know that the investigation with, went with on the, that one with the woman going like, hmm, but yeah, like I dwarf like, on violence. Yeah, was, I feel like I'm missing some arms. Um, I don't know dwarf that, on violence. I don't know that the investigation took a tremendous That's amount an of time. Old it man might have just said, right there, folks. Yeah. Um, Let's see what the Adult Swim Facebook has to tell us about your favorite ultra-violent picks. Ninja Scroll, very violent. Clockwork Orange, of course, where the term was coined. Super Jail, solid pick. Nice. That I should have picked that, frankly. Yeah. That's one of my favorite uh, ultra-violent things. The Rage, sure. And Mr. Pickles, yeah. Our own Adult Swim, Come obviously, through. we dabble in ultra-violence. Yeah. I love Super Jail. Super Jail is one of my faves. Um, so let's also check out the Toonami Facebook results for your favorite... Um, Parasite the Maxim. Yeah, I mean, I, I would go there. Berserk, Clockwork Orange. Parasite a little bit more body horror than Ultraviolet. Yeah, so. true. Uh, Clockwork Orange, Black Lagoon, 
that's a pretty violent show. I don't know, Ultraviolet, maybe. And then we Fist- might be a little jaded too. Yeah. I don't know that we're necessarily <laughs> the best judges then, of what is. And, and then not. Fist of the North Star, which is definitely yeah. one of the classic ultraviolet shows. I would have chosen it, but I've already talked about it so many times. I didn't want to bore y'all more. Too late. I was talking to them, not you. I don't know. No, I was talking about them too. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Sneak peek time. Start spinning so you can keep talking. Spinning verbally? No, uh, spinning, or your, spinning your little pen there, buddy. Okay. I'll do it above the board. So yeah, do it so everyone can see. This is what he's doing the entire time. He's a f- psychotic person. It's a 20th century fidget spinner. Yeah. Do you do it in your office too all day? You do it whenever you're thinking. Uh, I. Uh, above. Keep it above. I do it whenever I have a pen about, so which day. is not. I don't really write with a pen all that much. But. Gotcha. Um, why don't you go into our Think Peaks? Um, so we are, in an attempt to increase the overall quality, we are decreasing the overall number of our topicals moving forward. Um, we are going to highlight the beginning of the block, which for now and in the foreseeable future is Dragon Ball Super. And we will have our newest show, Z. Uh, which right now will be Sword Art Online. So first off, we have the topical for this week's Dragon Ball Super, uh, which is Saturday night at 11. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. There's the opening I've been waiting for. Dragon Ball Super, Saturday at 11. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Uh, Full disclosure, we may or may not actually have... We've been getting the deliveries of those episodes very late. Pretty late, but uh, at this point, if we don't have it for tomorrow night's air, it's a much bigger deal, so I feel certain that by the time this episode airs, we will add the actual topic in place. Knockwood. And then next is the topical for the second episode of Sword Art Online, uh, which has premiered the series premiered last week with the full hour, and this is its regular half-hour time from 1230 to 1. On the next all-new episode of Sword Art Online, Alicization. No way. Sword Art Online, Alicization. Saturday at 12.30. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. And with the 15-second topical and a really long show title name, there's not a lot of time in between for other stuff. Uh, so we may be abbreviating that somewhat for the topicals. Uh, and then last for sneak peeks is the lineup promo. Uh, running down our newest lineup now that Sword Art has uh, gotten out of its hour-long premiere. Uh, and let's check that out. Every Saturday night, Tsunami strikes with the fury of a thousand hurricanes. You should reinforce your TV with duct tape. Dragon Ball Super blows the night wide open at 11. This is who I truly am in my purest form. Then Boruto breaks it down at 11.30. Looks like our team wins. My Hero Academia suits up at midnight. Sword Art Online is back in the game at 12.30. You have permission to use grenades. Megalobox takes it to the ring at 1. A couple bruises here and there shouldn't slow me down. JoJo jams at 1.30. Incredible! Black Clover enchants at 2. You won't defeat us! Hunter Hunter wars at 2.30. You have truly earned my admiration. Shippuden rumbles at 3. Damn, she's got a lot of them! And Attack on Titan slays giants at 3.30. We're scouts. That's what we do. Tsunami. Every Saturday night from 11 to 4. I don't know why, but it felt so nostalgic. Of this job. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Nice. Nice. 
and then finally, we have this week's Adult Swim single. We are still doing Adult Swim singles every week, and we're up to number 25 out of a minimal minimum 52, because uh, we're on for a straight year. And this week's track is Evergreen by the great Y Oak, who I, I like a lot and who have appeared on our singles compilations and uh, other compilations a couple times now. Um, and so this song is called Evergreen. Let's give it a whirl. that and the other 24 singles we've released at adultsome.com slash singles and come back every Wednesday or so around noon and we will release a new song every week and uh, I think that wraps up our ultra violence I believe it does so now it's time to just end with an act of ultra violence yeah uh, that's it we'll be back next week with our next uh, greatest anime series of all time actually we won't be back oh we won't be back sorry unless you're next, watching this in that yeah. week sorry next week rerun this next episode. week we won't be here because we will be going to Japan uh, but we'll be here the week after with our next pick of our favorite uh, anime series talk, see you then talk to you then bye Toonami now every Saturday night from 9 to 4 